swept up in today's independent music. Good morning, everybody. In case it's not morning where you're at, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair Leclerc, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marla Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? Rob, I wish you would just let me keep teaching you fucking theater, McCubbin. It's starting to hurt when you say that about me. Why? Don't you wish that? (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame me, blame the cuts. What do you want? (laughs) Exactly. Um, and we are joined today <laughs> by our... Fuck you, Doug Ford. We are joined... Oh, there go some viewers. No, let's, let's be honest, there go no viewers. No viewers, one's going to subscribe because yeah, yeah. I said fuck yeah. you to Doug Ford. Yeah. yeah. Um, she said fuck you, Rob Ford, earlier, and I was like, well, you don't need to bother saying that. Um, I got real silent there. Because he's dead? Yeah, that was I the, get it. Thanks. <laughs> I was like... I thought that Ding was, dong, the witch is uh, yeah, dead. Yeah, see, I thought, I thought that was funnier than obviously dead. it was, or maybe it's just not the right audience to play. Yeah. Um, I'm the spying comedian, too, didn't in you your know? Room today? So, we are joined by our fantastic special guest today. This is our first uh, interview episode that we get to do uh, a live, well, live right now for us, live interview <laughs> with Mackenzie Drive. Woo! Welcome. Thank you for having me. I feel very honored that this is the first interview you've had, and it's me. That's exciting. Does that does it surprise you? No, it's just it's a cool feeling to be the first on the show. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm paving the way. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, hopefully then everyone else will be like, wait, I don't want to interview fucking. Um, that being said, he looks like with long hair. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> better sexy, sexy yeah. boys. Well, especially in his ego beaches. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not looking for a sponsorship, so you don't have to say that yeah. more than once. Gibson's. Gibson's. Where the heck are you? Yeah. So, um, thank you for two other from two other Canadian uh, um, drink companies today. We uh, we are blessed to have um, fueling the podcast today. Duntroon Cider House and Growers Cider as well. Oh, in the house. So, uh, cheers. This is not that we would ever turn away Gibson sponsorship. Just that we're drinking something else. Tonight. That's true. Well, and they're two, they're not competing products. I mean, one's a whiskey and the other's a cider. So if anything else, Duntroon and Growers will be pissed off that we're promoting both of them. And since we're doing that, one of the glasses I'm drinking out of is a Brickworks cider glass. The one and I'm another one is a Molson, Molson Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at least three of those are Canadian and one has a Canadian name but is now American owned. So here yeah. we go. Yeah. Uh, now we can start the fucking podcast. <laughs> Now they got the sponsorship <laughs> stuff out of the way. Um, so, as we said, we're going to be interviewing Mackenzie Drive. So, first and foremost, just uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what? Does, well, I mean, right from the very beginning. What do you Where are you from? Where are you raised? What's going on? Oh, so you know, how'd you get into music? Far. Yeah, yeah. It's, wanna... it's David Copperfield today, man. Oh, so we're going back all that far. So I was, um, I was born and raised in a small town outside of North Bay called Trout Creek. I was born on a farm on a dead end. Me and my sister and my two parents. And then we lived on a dead end with all the rest of my family on my Your dad's side. Your parents were born in Trout Creek? My dad was, yeah. Okay. Born and raised in Trout Creek. Mom was North Bay and uh, I think North Bay. Um, and yeah, they bought a house two years before I was born, built it on a dead end with the rest of my family. And that's where I was, 
Actually, really cool story, you know, kind of going back a little bit. My sister and I, I was born in October, and two months later, my parents were pregnant again, and my sister was born the following September, so we're not even a full ten month, like, full year apart. Busy. We're only nice. 11 months my, apart. My lots to do in Troke Creek. <laughs> lots to do, lots my to dad, do. My dad and my Aunt Libby are like that. So, so it's, it's, I mean, it was cool. I mean, we grew up as twins. She would always wear the Nala stuff. I'd always wear the Simba stuff, and, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's actually funny because... On her birthday, because it's in September and it's before mine, we're, we stay the same age for exactly one month before I turn the, the year after. Mm. Yes, and I actually got a message on Facebook the other day of somebody congratulating me for my 24th birthday. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. 24. Congratulations <laughs> yeah, on that one. I made it that far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so that that's my story. You know, I grew up, I grew up in a very small town with older parents. They they were in their forties when they had us, so we were bestowed mm-hmm. with the values of of what their generation had. So I feel like my sister and I have really good heads on our shoulders, and we're driven people because of the fact that we were raised in that generation. Cool. Uh, and in terms of music, I mean, is there are there childhood stories of how that kicked off, or that's just uh... oh, well, I mean, growing up in a small town in the middle of the country, we would listen like my parents listened to th- like country music like George Jones and Tammy Wynette and Crystal Jean and all of those old country country stars. So it wasn't until I discovered the Spice Girls and Alanis Morissette that I really got the urge to interesting to to get into pop music because. You know, my sister and I would dress up and we would do little concerts and sell tickets for our parents and I would sing in my hairbrush in my room. I mean, it's a typical story that everybody yeah. has, right? Like, you, you kind of get your start by singing to yourself in the mirror and talking about how stupid you look after. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, let's go. Favorite Alanis album right now. Oh my God, Jaggy Little Pony. I knew. Okay. I knew. You know I mean, what? She's got, she does have some really good songs, but... A lot of a lot of Jagged Little Pill was so relatable to people because a lot of people can relate to the the pain that she put into that album. It's not oh, funny yeah. because I like under rug swept. I like swept as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should Which call the fucking podcast. Which album was that of hers? Or was uh, that was that third? Okay, I think it's third. Yeah. I almost yeah. bought Jagged Little Pill on cassette yesterday. Did you? Yeah. It's at Valley Village. You really bought it. Oh, Under Rug Swept. Is that the one with Precious Illusion on it? Yes, it is. Oh, I see. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah. I thought that was a really good song of hers. Mm-hmm. But she's she's another one. She's got such a such a unique voice to her. Oh yeah. Yes. And she's that got such true. a unique look to her yeah. that she does. She makes Canada proud. And when I was working at a record store in Ottawa, she was just Alanis. Oh. And she was a dance sensation. She danced? Oh, she was a dance sensation, like a dance music sensation. Really? Jagged Little Pill was a complete departure from the music she recorded as Alanis when she was in wow. when she was living in Ottawa. Wow. You know, everybody's got their break, right? And yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, you've seen an interview. She doesn't make it very, mm-hmm. she, you know, she doesn't lie. And I mean, she talks about how Jagged Little Pill was kind of like, yeah, it was her, her moment to shine. But mm-hmm. it was also that thing that dwelled on her for the rest of her life because that's what got her famous. And that's mm-hmm. what put her out in the mainstream Everyone world, right? more of that. Yeah, before that, yeah. she was just a, I think she was just a Catholic schoolgirl who was like a, a dance oh. craze sensation. Preach? Like a, yeah. yeah. I feel ya. Yeah. You, you have, I'm pretty I, sure. I, I, well, <laughs> she's not my type, but. No, I just, I, I, I just, I just mean you've preached. That's oh, I, I have mean. preached. I was a youth minister for 10 years. I, I. That's a story that I, we don't need to get into, but that's a story. Preacher to hooker pop star. Yeah. Yeah. 
How amazing is that? Like, um, you, like you said, celebrate the airbrush. Next thing you know, it's another story everybody can relate to. Well, see, I, <laughs> I went no, to the airbrush to the thongs. <laughs> this is the reason why we started at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> right. Yeah. The so that, nitty gritty. That being said, I mean, so we'll we'll skip uh, lightly over the Catholicism because mm-hmm. uh, three of the four of us here have hangups on that one. Um, but, uh, and then the other one's like, religion? What's that shit? I was like, I was never raised with that. What, what is a religion? But. <laughs> I thought Christ was his last name. <laughs> uh, so do the Americans, but, um. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, jumping ahead some ways from, uh, preacher, mm-hmm. uh, youth, youth minister. To becoming that that, that uh, hooker pop star, yeah. So tell us about the beginnings of Mackenzie Drive. How did that uh, how did that come to fruition? I had I had been in bands for years. Um, you know, the last ten years I had been in bands. I had been in a band. My very first band that I was in back when I was just starting with music was Fire in a Midnight Sky, and there was there was five of us. We had performed at a cancer walk, and it just kind of went from there. Um, but you know, the five of us actually got our start in the youth group. We were the youth music ministry. And so, you know, we had started off with what we were and unfortunately it fell apart. And, um, I had tried to do music and then kind of ventured out of music and got into modeling and decided that was kind of the venue that I wanted to do because it was less out there. Um, less out there. It was less out there. Like it was less, less public less judgy i mean yeah it was judgy obviously because yeah. modeling is a whole thing but there's photoshop and there's hiding behind all of that insecurity that you don't necessarily see in the mainstream world right like no. people don't see what goes behind modeling um so with music i had been in bands and bands after band after band and nothing ever worked out because i had a vision and i didn't feel like the people that i was working with had that same vision you know, because I had grown up listening to the Spice Girls and Alanis Morissette with the big costumes and the platforms and the big hair. And nobody would buy into that story or buy into that idea that I had because it was so out there that they didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. It wasn't what their vision was. And so, you know, I did that. And then um, I want to say about seven years ago, we found out my dad had cancer. And so I decided at that point that I was going to kind of step away from the arts because I wanted to take time for my family. And uh, I met my ex-husband and that was when I totally left music and all the arts because I was married and I wanted to settle down. I wanted to have a life that was aside from the arts. I didn't want to deal with the criticism anymore and I just wanted to settle down and have a family and have kids and... Obviously, that ended, and then when, when when that ended, obviously you don't become a hooker pop star without that. For the viewing for audience, yeah. we were showing pictures at this point of how everything went to hell. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So after that, it was, after that, you know, a really cool story about that is so when when the divorce happened, I was watching a, a Netflix series called Grace and Frankie. And I love that show. I, I, I love that, that show too. You know, and it's a cool thing when you can watch a show and you can relate to both characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest thing. It's a fun yeah. show. It it's is. the only show I've ever binge watched an entire season in one day. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I've done it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally a victim of that. So, so I, I watched the show, and it was the episode where Frankie is telling Grace to record herself on her phone. And when you record yourself, sometimes you say things like just vent. Vent to the phone, record yourself, and then watch it back. And sometimes you say things that you need to hear and only you need to hear. 
So I decided to, to dress up. I straightened my hair and did some color and um, wore a totally, completely different costume to what I would normally wear in my personal life or my normal life. And uh, so I recorded a, a 10 minute video of myself telling me that I was going to record an album, I was going to release it, it was going to have seven songs, it was, you know, I thanked people, I thanked people that I worked with, I thanked my ex for showing me that I was worth it or giving me the power to realize that I was worth it. and. Uh, in order, I'm one of those people that you throw everything out into the universe and then things happen. So I chose to post it on social media because if I tell people that I was going to do it, then it was going to hold me accountable for it. And uh, the video went viral. So much that I had my ex messaging me saying that I was going viral. And I was like, well, no shit. Thank you. Um, and that's how everything happened. It went from being a seven song album to an eight song album because I wrote one in a million in that stupor of, of pain that I was feeling at the moment. And that's how the whole Mackenzie drive thing came to effect. I mean, I was in a band previous to that and, you know, got the name Mackenzie drive and decided to copyright it after and take it as a solo artist name. So, so how did you come across that name? What, what was the, the name Mackenzie drive? Yeah. I was, um, we were on our way to Brantford to visit family, and uh, we had passed, on the way to Toronto, there's Major Mackenzie Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, so we had passed that, and I was like, oh, Major Mackenzie Drive, that's kind of a cool name. And I was like, Major can go away, and just Mackenzie Drive, that sounds really cool. And uh, a week later, my family and I were going to Niagara Falls for a, um, for a wine tour, and I always fall asleep in cars. It is, a, you know, since I was on tour when I was 17, I always fall asleep in cars. And so I fell asleep as soon as we left Powassan. By the time we got to Major Mackenzie Drive, I had woken up just as we passed the sign. And I was like, okay, that's the sign. And I had brought it back to the band and they were all like, that's a really cool name. So it kind of stuck. And then when I decided to copyright it and take it for my own as a solo artist, it was like, no, this is going to stick. I mean, now... Now I look back and it's like, okay, kind of makes me sound like a whore, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with being a victim of your wet dreams. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, wow. Does, I'm trying to think. It sounds like a whore because drive is in the name is why. Well, you sound and, like a whore? and you know what? Because I did because I did the tour last summer with with Pride. Yeah. You know, I was performing at drag shows. I was performing on the 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 pride cruise and you know it just a lot of people were just screaming Mackenzie as if I was a drag queen which I mean you know I give props to those people and and anybody who can dress and drag and do that it takes a brave person to be able to do that and I mean with my costumes they're eccentric right yeah um so I think a lot of people just figured that I was the drag queen who could sing and uh <laughs> it was interesting it was a lot of fun fair enough so before so I want to talk to you about uh, about your outfits and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But first, we're going to break into, I believe it's track one of your album, Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix, yes. Yes, right on. So we're going to jump into Phoenix. That sounds... Hmm. Jump into Phoenix. We're going to Arizona. There we go. Why not? It's warmer there. You were there. thinking sexy. That's what I was thinking. You, Yeah, I mean, so thank you. I was you. wearing... Flashy. We're going to get into Phoenix. Yeah. I was wearing flashy yellow chaps in that. Oh, dive into Phoenix. I'm dating this chick called Phoenix. And I'm going to get in there. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to listen We're gonna listen to track one from Mackenzie Drive's uh, uh, self-titled album, and the song is called Phoenix. 
Phoenix by Mackenzie Drive. Nice. I like the fire at the end. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. You know what? I don't That's think so I noticed fun. that when I listened to that on my headphones the same way. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like listening to stuff here. What? Because it's a good sound. There's more stuff? separation yeah. of, of sound and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting how... So the chorus is introducing the idea of like, you know, this is the phoenix in me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you've you've risen... Beyond all the, the shit, I I presume is the yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I was bullied, right? So um, a lot of a lot of this song is poking fun at myself a little bit to kind of go back to that moment when yeah, I I, I was the kid who wore jogging pants to school, and uh, I was the chunky kid that everybody made fun of, or the gay kid that everybody made fun of, and so like the first verse was very much so me admitting to that. And I think a lot of the times in order to overcome things in your life is you have to admit it first. And uh, once you admit it, then you can move on. And so... And then the the second verse is about you falling in love falling in and love. all that stuff. So it was... So... Because why I wanted to bring that up is simply because, like, the chorus comes first. And, like, before before the second verse, you get that chorus and you're like, ah, oh, he's, he's overcome that. And then it's just like, oh, but then this happened. I'm like, wait, but I... I mean, it's... This isn't spoilers, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, I mean, I know how that story ends, right? Because there's the rest of the album. Yep. And so it's interesting, that, and then it returns to, to that chorus of like, no, I'm past that as well. So it's like each of these stages of your life that you're like, covering. Mm, yeah. And you're saying, yeah. And it's all about... You get to be more of a, you get to be a phoenix more than once. Yeah. Yeah, because you, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm 32. So, you know, in 32 years, you, you die to yourself over and over and over again you have to recreate yourself over and over and over again whether it be from high like elementary school to high school to real world jobs to um you know love hate divorce marriage everything like you have to keep dying to yourself and then recreate yourself after everything and that's what this song is about and it's all about you know, I I really owe nobody anything except for myself because I was the one who overcame all this shit by myself because you have to do it in your own head before you can actually do it with somebody else yeah. it's interesting because I this first time hearing you say that because I I always looked at the image of the phoenix but now I'm it's it's kind of like when you say let me introduce you to the phoenix in me that no matter what happens yeah. there's a phoenix in me that will always be reborn from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something yeah. really that, cool about that. Well, yeah. that's the story of the phoenix, right? Yeah. In order for them to give life to to their their offspring or whatever, mm-hmm. they have to die and then they rise from the ashes. And that's what I was trying to depict in this Holy song. Holy Catholic that, Batman. Uh, well, <laughs> it's not really Catholic because Catholics don't believe you die and come back. No, so. but I'm talking about the... Because I could just... I'm thinking about, you know... Uh, that, for that you, must, Mr. Christ. No, for you must die to yourself, and you know, for I must yeah. die to myself in loving you. You know, yeah. all that, all those classic hymns and yeah. stuff. Right? I, I thought you were going to go straight to the to uh, Marla's Mr. Christ, and how he had to come back in order to save everyone. <laughs> Mr. Christ, um, and apparently has to come back again because I guess they didn't get it right the first time. Um, but regardless, into your hands. We all know it, right? We all know it. <laughs> This is a beautiful song. Maybe by the Everybody end, if we polish the cider, maybe, yeah. If we, if we polish the cider, maybe by the end of that you'll have me sing yeah. hymns, but I don't know about that. <laughs> um, beautiful music that we're not covering tonight. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, and it's all it's so. Did you? So obviously you wrote the lyrics. Did you compose like, at least an acoustic version or just a, a keys version of this before uh, Dana took over and and yeah. and made the instrumentation? Okay. When I so when I write my songs, a lot of the times I'm just sitting at my piano or playing guitar, and mm. uh, you know when I wrote this song, I hadn't met Dana yet. I hadn't, uh, you know, I had released the video saying that I was going to release an album, but I had no confidence in myself that I was going to be able to do it. I was sitting there in my kitchen working on song after song after song, trying to bring something together, but I didn't have the tools in my toolkit to be able to do that. And uh, it wasn't until I met Dana that, I mean, this song in particular took us three takes to make because... We had tried it acoustically and it sounded, it wasn't the sound I wanted. We tried it another way and it wasn't the sound I wanted. And it wasn't until, you know, there was a moment where Dana and I were sitting in his apartment and it clicked. It was like, right, you want pop music, you want dance music, you want mm. something where you can kind of hide the, the insecurities into a song and, and throw it out there. And this is what we came up with. Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's so uplifting, which in my mind just instrumentally and then through the theme of the phoenix makes me like ah because it's it's uplifting, it's rising, mm -hmm. right? So so that connects in my brain that way, which is fun. Uh, it's it's super uplifting the song, even even when you're talking about you know all the shit that's happened to you, and then suddenly it's just like. But here we are, and this is a, this is a party, this song. Well, and I think <laughs> once it's all said and done, no matter what the situation is, when it's all said and done, it's, it's funny to go look back and laugh at it, you yeah. know? Because when you're in, involved in something and you have so much emotion going on, you tend to overreact, you tend to explode. I mean, I, I overreact about a lot of things. But it's when you when it's over and done with and you've lived through it and you can kind of look back and then laugh a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what I find this song is for me. At least it's a little bit of a laugh of like, oh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wasn't that silly? Yeah. <laughs> oh, silly me, silly me. Fantastic. Thinking wow. that love would last. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you think that? Um... <laughs> Perfect. So we'll we'll just jump straight into uh, jump straight into track number three, which is pressure mm. Mm. that you play on. Uh, yeah, I had a really sexy guitarist on this track. Oh please! <laughs> He's really trying to make me blush. By the way, yeah, really. none of I you... would just give you a lap dance if I was that desperate. No, no. <laughs> but then you'll hit the mic and it'll be a whole thing. I'll move it. Oh okay. It's well. a talent. <laughs> you already okay. knocked it with Mike once. Oh, you already might yeah, 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 you already know. That's when I was him. hugging him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, we are making me out to be a real hooker. All the all these sexy moments. And no, I need Mike's to sign that non-disclosure agreement that says I am not dating Mackenzie Drive. <laughs> That's you right. and six other people need to sign that. God, I make my way around this town like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> The rumors. I was gonna say I'm so not cutting that. Um, <laughs> people will laugh at this. I think. I think so. Because they know it's true. Because it's not like I, I'm not one of those people who hides things. So I mean, I I talk about this shit to, to people. I think yeah. it's funny. I think it's really funny that people have nothing better to talk about except for my love life. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a big my deal. non-existing love life. By the way, yeah. People, well, that's to see that side. So, uh, Goran, if you're uh, if you're listening to if this podcast as well, God, if you are over twenty five and single, my friend, Goran, hit up his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, take a stroll across the pond, and you're there. Can we just date you for how a he, second? How he locks it down at twenty five? He's like, if you're over twenty five, like he's decided that mm-hmm. if you're under twenty five. You clearly haven't you, lived yet. You, know? you clearly <laughs> haven't lived enough. And usually for me, it's like, I go for like the 40-year-olds because that's usually you've lived enough. What does DM mean? This to me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> DM is like your direct messages. I don't know. It's what all the kids say these days. I, I, I would say PM, private message. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard DM before and I just yeah, didn't know what the term is. DM? I, I think, I think both of those message. are... I don't know. It's what the children are saying these I days. I think you... I'm too much a geek. It means dungeon master. I was going to say, <laughs> same here. Yeah. You are not alone. See, Me that, too. Yeah. I would just had a moment where I was like trying to be cool. I think but you I had, had a really hard I time think, with that. I, no, no, you you were being cool and trendy, and I think you had a momentary lapse while we started talking about something else, and then you brought back the explanation to DMs, <laughs> which we didn't need because we were already talking about something else. So I was very confused. No, he asked me what DMs. Yeah, meant. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I was yeah. hearing you. All no, I was hearing was you me. talking about. No, they were explaining something. I was, was com- Yeah, he was commenting on the fact that I like older men. Oh, yeah. People say, "Oh, this person's in my DMs." I'm like, okay. I do yeah. recall actually telling Anthony to message you to come in a thong, and you, I, did, you clearly no, didn't. Skimpy. Well, you don't know. Outdoor. You don't know if he's wearing a thong or not. He's got <laughs> jeans on right now. There's a, there could be something underneath. They'll be coming off soon. We're gonna listen to track number three of uh, Pressure while... Oh, what a horrible leeway into Pressure because this song is an actual heartfelt song. This is a very... Sorry. Well, let's switch it up then. Let's let's get some heartfelt stuff going on here. Um, You might get some heartfelt stuff. I don't know. Considering how you're moving the the night here, but um, we're going... Rob's going to start feeling some pressure uh, in just a moment. Nice. Life and still 
feel small They say the odds are less than 50 A diamond's just a piece of coal Overlook for something more until It survives a phrase of the music i think it's really cool mm-hmm. it reminds me of don't let this go to your head uh jim steinman who writes for meatloaf i mean oh. that's that is a skill to be able to you know load a phrase like that it's really cool thank yeah. you i actually you know um there was a couple comments when the, when the album came out there was a couple comments about how people didn't enjoy that part so i think it's really cool to hear that that you enjoy that because there was some people who had said that uh, that uh, they didn't enjoy that part of the song or that the phrasing of the song was a bit off. And I was like, well, whatever, you're entitled to your artistic opinion and clearly you're not even an artist, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and most of them wouldn't know who the fuck Jim Steinman is because they probably think Meatloaf wrote all his own music. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Please, and what? I'm sorry to apologize to all of you right now. For telling you that you're all fucking idiots. Squash their dreams. If you actually look at the cover of the Meatloaf album, at the very bottom of it, it says, Songs by Jim Steinman. Meatloaf would do anything for love. Yeah. But he won't do that. He won't do that. He won't write a song. He won't write music. He won't do that. Well, actually, I have some albums where he did write songs. Yeah. They're not as good. (laughs) I I find he's got an amazing voice, though. He does have an amazing voice. That, that, what's that song that he sings with the girl from M2M? Oh, that's uh, Paradise with the yeah. Dashboard Lights? No, it oh. was... Um, oh, the one he did, the, the one that was originally Celine Dion. Yes, and yeah. it was a cover. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, all Coming Back one, to Me. All Coming Back to Me Now. Oh my God, I love uh, that song. Yeah. That is a, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was originally like Jim Steinman wrote that, yeah. and then Celine Dion recorded it, and then yeah. I saw the musical for that, and it was amazing. I didn't see it. Bad Out of Hell was awesome. Yeah, well, I love Meatloaf, and I love Jim Steinman, so, yeah. yeah. The musical. So, yeah, I'm very much complimenting you when I say that I really like it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And uh, you're, you're very much complimenting his piano work too, which is actually well, it turns out it's Dana, but yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, but I have heard you play piano, and you do play piano. I, I yeah. thank you, I, yeah. I do play piano. I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say wonderfully, I, it's something that I need to, to grow in. But I mean, that's the joys of being yeah. a musician, is you're constantly growing and building yourself have up. Have you heard right? of oh, the yeah. Mike at the Fox? <laughs> No. Every, every other Thursday. <laughs> every other Thursday. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> I don't you think, can come I don't, and do like two songs. Yeah, <laughs> just, just get Dana on the keys and do then you acoustic can numbers. That'd be freaking yeah. awesome. It'd be so cool. It's a possibility. Do it. Do it. Next Thursday. Do it. Not next Thursday. Holy shit! But maybe in the future. Okay. <laughs> I have done it, and you're the freaking mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. I'm just the guy who has a guitar and has written a few songs, making him. Uh, oh, what do you call those people who um, who like create an art? artiste? Oh, okay. Artiste. Interesting. That's cool. Well, um, so that was track number three from Mackenzie Drive's uh, self-titled album. The yeah. song is called Pressure. Um, de- you, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no please. I was just gonna oh. say like the, the there's a really I feel there's a cool story behind that song too. Is because like I said before, I I, I tend to throw things out into the universe to hold me accountable, and you know I was very at the end of the at the end of the relationship at the end of the marriage I was very much so depressed and full of anxiety so this was kind of like I had a moment when I was like okay I got this shit and so I wrote this song to remind myself that that you survived the pressure yeah I survived it I survived it and I got a tattoo of a diamond on my hand because of it and you know and that that because before that you were just a fucking lump of coal well I was miserable I was I was not I was miserable I can attest to that I was with him at one point when he was miserable I was a mess (laughs) I was a mess and martinis were my friend um but i heard uh, brief snippets of this story <laughs> but a lot like you know there's i've always loved this saying that a diamond is just a piece of coal that survived the pressure and so i i did my spin on it and mm-hmm. you know that's how this song came to and me. and bringing up uh some some camel imagery because you can't get away from your catholic roots <laughs> <laughs> very interesting to know that yeah, I mean, there was no passing through an eye of a needle on this one. It was yeah. a straw breaking the camel's back. Well, well but, yeah, and I didn't have the shit, so I couldn't shit through the eye of a needle. Either. That's why you go. Fantastic. Um, so, well, now, now I believe we go in sequence in terms of in terms of tracks. Well, I mean, we missed wanted... we missed track two. Yes, I, I mean, from now I, but, from this, uh, we, we're doing four, five, and, yeah. and six are are the ones lined up. I think, tr- um, yeah, I think track two is my favorite on the album. Then why didn't could... you fucking send me that? Because you know what, I, I feel you want to save it. And, uh, you know what, the song is called "The Game," and the game was very much so. I was angry, and I was. Yeah, I, know, I, was, I know the one you mean. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. angry in that song, and I wrote that song directly as a pinpoint of like, now the whole world is going to know you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's been two years. I'm not there anymore. I'm not, I mean, I love this song. I love the song and I will perform it live and I'm excited about performing it live because people can relate to it. But I think to sit down in an interview and talk about it yeah. and to express what I wrote the song about, I don't really need to do that. You can listen to the song and find out. Touche. That's fair. That's wicked Sometimes, cool. 
Sometimes you gotta let the music speak for itself. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. So check the links in the description. Uh-huh. No, but that I think that's incredibly respectful. Yeah, I agree. I don't yeah. feel the same way two years later when mm-hmm. I said, you know, fuck you. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't. Yeah. And, I, and I love myself mm-hmm. more, I think. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's, it's not just respectful yeah. to to him in any way, shape, or form. No. It's respectful to yourself, yeah. which is which is more interesting and more difficult to come across uh, with with artists, I find, where they where they have the ability to say, well, yeah, uh, that happened, but we don't need to talk about yeah. it, so yeah. moving and, on. I mean, if you can relate to it, absolutely go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... Lemmy from Motorhead's brilliant that way. He was, yeah. Like, if you read the his autobiography, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, I was with uh, this uh, this woman, and, uh, you know, and uh, it was great, but then, uh, then it wasn't. Then and, it wasn't. Uh, you know, she's, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, all right. Yeah, that's just life. <laughs> yeah, he was he was yeah. very much that kind yeah. of. Well, and yeah. really, how how long in your life do you want to give somebody else the power over you? Right, that's yeah. true. which is what it sure. is. Which that's is right. what it is yeah, when you right. continuously dwell, especially when you're in pain. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I don't really feel the same way anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. But that's the next a good song. Way to be. Thank you. It's a good way to be. But the next song. But because he doesn't feel that way, I do. So fuck you. Gemma, <laughs> I'm still gonna put a sound effect over a sound effect over that. So. Gemma, who the hell is that? I just made I that know. up. I don't, I don't even. I don't know. It's a good name. I'm 50 years old. What are the odds I would know somebody named Gemma? I don't know. Not very good. <laughs> it's like saying I, I would be dating a girl named Brittany. There's no fucking chance. Or Mackenzie. Yeah. Moving on to the next song. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're moving on to track four of the album. Message for me to you. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, this this one is very interesting to me. This this one holds a very interesting. Um, this song was recorded six times prior to. I had six different versions of it when I wrote it, and I remember Rob came over to my house one day and I showed it to him, fully popped out, fully dance version of it, and he was like, "Well, you're very unique," and I was like, "I know," and that's what's <laughs> very different for North Bay. And I think, that's, is it? That, it was. No, you don't find this in North Bay, and I was yeah. like, "That's that's what I'm gonna going for," but. You know, I had recorded this song as a as a solo artist, as just me, and uh, I had been in contact with this lovely artist from Sunridge. Her name is Leo, and uh, amazing voice. If you watch any of her stuff, if you check her out on Facebook or anything like that, she's got such an eclectic, unique voice that just drives you. It just brings you in. No matter she could sing the alphabet, it just pulls you together. And so we had been working for months to try and get her into my into my studio so that we could record this. And at the initial stages, it was just the background vocals. I just wanted her for background to add some pizzazz. But we were sitting in my music room at home, and we were going over the song. And I was like, something just felt right to say, I'm going to throw you out of your comfort zone right now, and you're going to sing a verse on this song. Wasn't even, I didn't ask her. It was like a, this is what's happening. And so we sat down at the piano. She took what I had wrote, added her um, two cents in there as well. So really, this was a co-written song between myself and Leo because, um, you know, she added her her part in there. And it just became what it was. And uh, I, I have no idea how it became to what it was. But when I listen to the song back, it even gives me the feels because I'm I like, love this song. You know, this song was so dear to me and it was so personal to throw somebody else in there and to have her lines in there and 
you know, her experience from her past loves and, yeah. oh, it was just, it was such a organic, great experience that, uh, you know, and then it created this. Right on. So jumping into track four, message from me to you. ready for me and all the things I do and it's such a pity cause I've been waiting here for you what do I do if the plan falls apart with you I guess I'll keep sitting right here cause I'll be waiting on a cue to prove this is just a dream and I'm waking up with you and I'll keep trying to adjust myself in the seat because I didn't oh. want to crack and make Oh, like that's a, fine. I can get rid of flips and all that shit. Um, you know, and that's the coolest thing that, you know, one thing is being an artist and and um, working on music for so long is a lot of the times people criticize me for not having feels in my songs. Like, 
I would write songs and people would say that I didn't have enough emotion in them or that I looked, I sounded insecure. There was one time where we released a music video and one of the guys in the band took the music video to his class in college and decided to critique only me on that video. That's kind. It, 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 and you know, and then bring it back to the band and talk about how I was insecure and how I didn't have enough emotion in my voice. and. I get it. As the front line of the band, people get jealous of, of you and your talent. And, you know, so it's really cool to, you know, 15 years later have people say that, that I had feels and I have feels in my songs or that I have emotion in there and that people can feel that because, mm. you know, I mean, you, you grow up and, and, you know, it's, it's a really honor to, it's, to have people say that about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so who was it that you're saying uh, plays piano, by the way, on this on this track? Eric Fokon. Yeah. He's a, a local musician, artist, yeah, actor. He's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great guy. Really great yeah. guy. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and then the and then the um, the singer again with you? Uh, Leo. Leo. Yeah. She's mm. an artist that goes Her by. voice is wonderful. Oh, and you know what? Oh, I'm man. so stoked. If you follow her on Instagram or if you follow her on Facebook, um, she's actually working on her own album right now. Oh, that's exciting. And it's uh, it's the teasers that she posts on there are quite Before killer. Her voice is just she, uh, killer. She plays as well then? Or, um, or she's got... Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm not 100% sure. We haven't, like, we haven't communicated in a long time because she's been so busy and I've been so busy. We haven't... Um, you know, and her mom actually, her mom Anita, has done pretty much a lot of my photo shoots that I've done. Like there oh, was, nice. a, yeah. So I did a photo shoot with her in the winter time last year, where I had a handprint on my tit in the middle yeah. of winter, half naked outside. It was freezing. I, I recall that shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she did that photo shoot. She also did the photo shoot. Um, um, there was a, a recent photo shoot where I decided to straighten my hair and do bangs and. It was cool. We walked into the living room and uh, I saw this ginormous fucking parrot and I thought, oh my God, is that thing real? And sure enough, it was real. And uh, so I got to hold it and do a photo shoot with the, with the parrot and I got to, um, <laughs> you know, <That's> really awesome. <laughs> just, yeah, it, That's cool. it, cool. it was such a, it was yeah. such a cool feeling. And I haven't like, I know she, like Anita has released some of the photos cause she does something called the body project where it's all about body positivity and, mm. and, and, um, you know, shedding some clothes and really just being confident in the skin that you're in. And I love that message that she has with that. Mm. Um, so I chose to do the photo shoot with her because of that, because she had this body positivity and, you know, she's got her struggles and she's just a beautiful woman. Um, so I haven't really released any of those photos just yet because I'm I'm waiting for that perfect time to be like this is the the crazy ass side of me yeah. that's really in, in now I've got a parrot motherfucker yeah. now I've got a parrot <laughs> was it like a big like red and like yellow macaw. and blue macaw one? yeah it was it was ginormous yeah. and, it was, and it was so blue. it probably looks awesome in the pictures it was right? because yeah. blue and yellow and yeah, colors and had everything. huge ass claws and she's like oh it likes you and it's biting me and yeah, I'm like yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah, like, like when a dog <laughs> wags its tail but it's biting you yeah like yeah. I, I was but it was so, it, I mean I love doing photo shoots with her I love going to their farm and just hanging out and yeah. that's awesome that's yeah that's fantastic mm-hmm. um so in terms of uh since, since we're already talking about yeah. photo shoots and all that stuff uh let's talk about the image mm-hmm. uh because you've, you've mentioned a few times about hiding 
those insecurities in through music and uh, and and image. So why the extravagant costumes is it for that very reason is that uh... well i mean it's a, it's a bit of it's a bit of of insecurities i mean you know as actors too you know sometimes it's nice to just put on a character you go on stage mm-hmm. and you put on this character mm-hmm. um to kind of hide those insecurities you could be freddie somebody, mercury you can be somebody else <laughs> well like, yeah and it's i i feel yeah. that too because as an actor it's funny sometimes i'm more I'm more comfortable on stage when I'm on when I'm in character at a play than I am when I'm up with my guitar in yeah. front of people. Totally right. true. Absolutely. And, yeah. and so I wanted to bring that to it. And part of like what inspired me to get into music was the Spice Girls. They had costumes. Lady Gaga yeah. had costumes. Oh, yeah. Pink had costumes. It's all about captivating your audience, right? Mm. So if you can't catch them with, with the lyrics and you can't catch them with the music, then you catch them with the look or you inspire people or you shock yeah. people, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of the times when I'm, when I'm doing the photo shoots or I'm dressed up, mm. I, you know, I have a, an image in my head of what I want to look like. I know what's going to shock people. I know what's going to inspire people because I know what inspires me and what shocks me and I enjoy that. Mm. Um, but it's also about showing off your your sexuality, your confidence in yourself. And I'm at a point now where back then I wasn't as confident as myself. And now I'm confident showing those different sides of me. Yes, there's insecurities in them because everybody's got their insecurities. But yeah. there's also mm-hmm. the confident side that I'm like, I don't give a shit what you think of me anywhere. I'm going to put my fucking heels on. I'm going to go on stage with a headset microphone my hair down my ass. <laughs> and I'm gonna take it off. <laughs> Fantastic. Power to you. Power to you. <laughs> and then the pop hooker was born. And then the pop hooker was born. <laughs> I love it. And that's what I'm really excited about the new album is is, yeah. is taking it in that direction where it's a little more sketchy, a little more um wow factor. Well and before we even before we even dig into uh, the next tracks. So let's talk a bit about the new album. The new album. Because why not? Uh, why not? Teaser below in the description. Um, but uh, but yeah. So tell us what that's about. You you've already alluded a bit to the idea that it's, you know you're, I don't want to say you've thrown everything off. I mean maybe at some point you will during the production maybe, of it. Maybe. Uh, but I got a lot of new tattoos in the last year. So well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, tell us a bit about it. The, the new album is what happens after the first album. Yeah. You know, the first album was all about heartbreak. It was all about pain. It was all about, you know, coming to terms with who I was and, you know, the newfound sexuality that I had because I, you know, I had dated before my ex-husband, but never in a sense where it was long-term or where it seemed like it was going someplace. I never really experienced that in my entire life where it was like love. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first album was that was that love, pain, coming to terms, and it was really proving to myself that I could do it. Because after being in bands for so long, you feel when you don't make it in the bands, you feel like you're never going to make it as a solo artist. You're never going to inspire people. Yeah. Like nobody's going to care about you. Who are you? And so that's the first album. It's proving to myself that I can do it. This second album is is hitting the mainstream. And proving to everybody else that I have proved it to myself, and now I'm ready to to actually enter into the industry and uh, and take on the whole new pop dance sexy, um, and you know get out of my comfort zone. The first album was very much so in my comfort zone. It was pop music. This album is a mixture of pop, R and B, dance, you know, um, horror kind of feel. Yeah, there's a lot of fun, uh, a fun creep that 
that yeah. Dana's uh, and so I like I like that because you know a lot of the times a lot of the times Dana and I'll just sit in the studio for hours and he'll mess around and I'll be like no we need to change that or let's add this or no let's mm-hmm. add something here I want this to sound creepy I want this you know because in the end in the end it's it's I'm the image of the Mackenzie Drive brand right mm-hmm. and he's very much so the sound of it so. I think, and the cool thing is, is the first album, and and I've said this to Dana many times, the first album was what I wanted. It was no matter what, no matter who came on the album, no matter what like artist I worked with on the album or vocals or anything, it was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it was me picking everything because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. With this album, it's Dana and I coming together. So it's not him composing, me singing. It's us working together as a team on yeah. on these new songs. And he is the Bernie Toppin to you. Yeah, it's the Bernie, the Bernie Elton thing. <laughs> I wondered if somebody would bring that up. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so I mean, you know, it, it's it's a real match made in heaven with the with the music because I think this album is going to really take people by surprise. Yeah, yeah um, and so. So in terms of creating these songs, mm-hmm. uh, was it the same sort of idea where cause you said you sat in the studio for hours, but previous to that, did you sit with your guitar or with the, yep. at the keys and write the songs the same way and then Dana came in and did yep. what he does or well, you guys collaborated more at the start of the song? Uh, no, it, it was the same as what it was the second, like the first album. It was me playing on piano and then bringing it to Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the first album, it was me playing it on piano, bringing it to Dana and saying, this is what I want. Oh, make this yeah. this album is very much so okay excuse me here's the song what are we going to do with it right and then Dana would throw his Dana becomes more like the engineer and less of the producer right and so throwing yeah. in his his um, you know um, mm-hmm. experience and his love for music and mm-hmm. you know so it's a mixture of both of us put together into this this album because we're both putting the best of both worlds <clears throat> that's cool and one of the issues that I had had in the past bands is that we didn't have the same vision. And, yeah. you know, Dana will talk about it too, where he'll talk about how he had, you know, released music and music and music and dance videos and everything like that. And nobody was buying into it. Nobody was, was picking up what he was dropping or believing in it. Yeah. And it just takes that one moment where you randomly add some poor bastard onto Facebook because you've never met them before, but you know that they're a composer and they're in a play and mm-hmm. you're trying to make friends because you just got divorced. And it just takes that one person who believes in your vision, who has the same vision, and, and we were able to, yeah. to, to make it what it is now. So I'm excited for people to hear the new album because I think it's going to kind of put us on a different playing field. Fantastic. Right on. So, that being said, let's drop into track number five. Once. Oh, I thought this was going to be the teaser. No, okay. no, no. No, that'll happen. That, that's okay. going to be in the Am description below. Am I not teasing you again. enough? <laughs> Jesus, you are fucking needy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this will be suited by the end of the night. Who knows? But once upon a drunken night. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know what? Can I say something before this? Please. So, I re- performed this song only once in my entire Mackenzie Drive career so far. So I performed this once on a boat. And it was on a Pride... Was it a drunken night? It was a Pride <laughs> cruise. It was a Pride cruise. And I thought nothing of it. I thought I was decked out to the tits because I had this like gold corset on, these ginormous-ass platforms. My feet were numb. Couldn't feel anything. I had uh, another guy from the Pride committee. Like I was like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to walk down the stairs to Wannabe by the Spice Girls on the boat. 
we're gonna get there, I'm gonna perform, and then you're gonna dip me, and you're gonna kiss me, and it's gonna be a moment where people take pictures and people are gonna go crazy. Well, sure enough, people went crazy, but they went crazy for the wrong reasons, because when I got off stage, I, one of my friends had come up to me and we were outside of the boat, just kind of cooling down because it was smoking hot in there and I was sweating like a sinner in church. And I, so my friend came over to me and he was like, so you're a real pop star now? And I was like, why? Like, I mean, obviously, you, did you not just see me perform? I look fucking good. And <laughs> it turns out that in the middle of the performance, when Trevor went to dip me, my whole corset came down and it was like a complete nip slip on both sides. <laughs> and he was like, you just, you got, you've had your first nip slip. So I mean, you're, you had you're, your Janet Jackson moment. Yes, I did. I did not have a little sun in there. So it was like full, full out, but I was wearing a shit ton of glitter that night. So <laughs> that's, that's how this song was performed for the very first time. Fantastic. Beautiful. Well, let's give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> Got a fever of 103 a night Can't feel my body It's been a long week and I Hate the feeling of a Monday morning And pray for death until it's Friday night And now we're gonna party till the morning light Don't care about tomorrow We'll soon make history Everybody on the floor, put your drinks up Look and if you're live in the shit show Even you can't deny you're all in So everybody, everybody, it's a good night Drink number nine, who am I kidding? Now it's drink number two, and I'm gonna hate myself in the morning right now. Fuck it! Pour another round. Tonight we're gonna party till the morning light. I don't care about tomorrow, we'll soon make it. Everybody on the floor, put your drinks up, look at you if you love and it should show. Even you can't deny all in, so everybody, everybody, it's a good night. Oh, But I think this was the first song that when I heard it back for the first time, like after we had recorded it, and I, you could, you could, I don't know if you can, but I could hear the 
country side of myself coming out like the country in the background because there's like a lot of like interesting there's a lot of um country licks that i do in there if that makes sense i can from my like fairly limited knowledge of country music i can see that yeah i can i can see that because it's like there are certain like Certain country songs where they do, like, the really fast-talking bits. Like, I can definitely see that part of it. Well, and I think sometimes um, I have a bit of a, like, a yodel when I'm singing. And I, mm. I feel it was really apparent in that song when I was actually listening back to it. I was like, okay, this sounds like a pop song. It's a drunk song. And I'm yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's also, uh, so, that the call and response stuff right so you're, you're singing the song proper and then you're doing all the background yeah. uh, stuff which you did just mention um off mic uh, yeah I, I won't bring it up unless you oh, no uh, i i mean oh. i don't mind talking about it a oh, lot like okay. when when a, a lot of these songs when i was recording them um it would be myself in my bedroom with the mic and everything because dana would do the music and i did the vocals so i'd be upstairs in my bedroom when nobody was home and i'd be drinking vodka Perfect. so for this song i was tanked like well, I mean, not, not, never, not for the can initial. Can I say right now this is yeah. the first time I've ever heard that he drank? I didn't know that he drank. Who me? <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> totally Jesus, joking. I wasn't sober when we slept together. Rob. <laughs> this episode bought, brought to you by Duntern Cider House. <laughs> oh. And uh, for a separate promo when I'm doing these into clips, uh, this episode brought to you by Grower's Cider. Grower's so, Anthony. I'm well. <laughs> you a grower or a shower? I, am, I, was, I wasn't going to make the joke, but I was going to make the joke. Well, she absolutely would know. Grower's Cider. <laughs> I'm sure the rest of us know. She is merely your co host. Don't sleep uh-huh. where you work. Yeah. I, I don't typically sleep where I work. I sleep in two rooms over where the bed is. Um, yeah, podcasting is all we do. Though. I mean, I've had people sleep on this. Yeah. It's great when she gets really close to the mic. We have great so, chemistry when we're podcasting together. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what the fuck are we talking about? Well, oh, some drunken night. <laughs> Once upon a drunken night. That's started with me still reeling from the fact that he mentioned that we slept together. I thought that was a secret. <laughs> Speaking of those blackout moments, uh, so so yeah, put that in your rumor mill. <laughs> Front page of the North Bay tabloids. Right? You can Front, say North Bay Nugget. It's I was okay. Kidding. Yeah, I changed it halfway. But yeah, front page of the North Bay Nugget. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah, that's it's pretty exceptional that you're a tank for this though anyway that well, it just, makes uh, for the for well, the background vocals, yeah it makes yeah. sense but also because you were talking about the the country influence on this and you're you're yodeling but mm-hmm. um in addition to that the the background like chiming in well like all that stuff in there very country um i think uh but that's just because i like grew red up... solo cup <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, just say like, no, it. Yeah, well, yeah, don't it's like it's, it. it's like Red Solo Cup or like the good old hockey game, right? It's like yeah, people yeah, yeah. are shouting and you know and all yeah. that stuff, and just like yeah, it's a party, like fuck it, you know, like you even have that mm-hmm. that specific moment yeah. in this song, right? So mm-hmm. um, every time you say Red Solo Cup, you know everyone in the room is resisting the urge to continue that sentence. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, for yeah. all for all uh, ten of you listeners out there, um, I'm so sorry. That, that Marla did that to you. <laughs> hey, I, I wasn't the 
one who brought up Red Solo Cup, so... Well, I'm not the one who wants to perpetuate it. So, now... <laughs> and moving on before I'm not we saying I want to. Fight here. The next person who says those three words together... Gets punched in the face. What? Off, what? off mic. That's what? right. What three Just words? Just good old... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to strangle you with your hair, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent nap there. It was real good. Just the... Nice. There you go. There you go. That was um, her punching Anthony in the face. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, um, wait, wait, wait. Here you go. Oh, why? I thought you loved me. I'm in a room full of actors. Oh, my I God. love that you're, I love that off mic, you're still doing the arm thing when all you had to do yeah. is just slap your leg. <laughs> like later on, no you're one like, can, can see you me, massage my shoulder? Because my shoulder is No one can see me, but I'm still room. just like fucking haymakering. Like, <laughs> the secrets. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also, the, the fact that you were drinking on this one and that you specifically bring up vodka reminds me of when I came over to do the guitar stuff mm-hmm. for pressure. Because you were like, yeah, come on over, we'll hang out, we'll have some drinks, whatever else. And we were drinking candy cane vodka we that were, night. It was the fucking. Uh, Greatest vodka. It was awful. <laughs> it was off. It was um, candy cane flavored. But I heard that stuff was awful. It's too yeah. nice. And yeah. I was. It's great in hot chocolate. Um, yes. But if you uh, so, I was telling Marla part of the story earlier because I came over there and I was just like, oh, well, this is fantastic. I'm sorry. I went over there, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, due to my list as well. Yeah. Uh, so when I went over there. We hung up for a bit, and you're like, oh, well, first of all, drink. Uh, after you gave me the... It was before you gave me the tour, actually, I think. And you gave me the tour, and I had a glass in my hand. Uh, and then we sat around for a bit, and like, well, should we record? And we did a couple of takes, and then we just sat the rest of the time talking about music and your Catholic upbringing and my Catholic upbringing. Until, like, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. it was a good time. Yeah, I've had those same nights. Yeah, <laughs> good time. I'm a talker. Yeah. I, I, you know what? That's one thing about myself that a lot of people say is... I, I'm not a surfacey kind of person for very long. Mm. I can stay surfacey with the hey, how are you's for like maybe 10 to 15 minutes. And then I got to dive deep to actually get to know you. Yeah. Because if I'm going to hang out with you, if I'm going to be around you, if I want you to be part of my project, I want to make sure that, you know, and I mean, it's everything in my life. I just go deep really quickly mm-hmm. because I don't like staying surfacey and with, with everything in your life. <laughs> well, you would know. Right. You would know. <laughs> One drunken night. <laughs> I, was, I was sober, Anthony. <laughs> well, that sounds super you did illegal. You say he gave you a tour. Yes, yes, he did. Of my yeah. bedroom. No. So, <laughs> actually, I actually did get a tour of your bedroom. It's true. You did get a tour of my bedroom. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah that, that's true enough. Well, uh, I'll say this for <laughs> sure. He's so sad when he hears that we slept together, Anthony. Uh, who will be? Dana. Oh, sorry, Dana. <laughs> you know, my other um, boyfriend, apparently. Right. Um, so, I have to say this. You're absolutely one in a million. Which brings me... Oh, that's hilarious. How very organically... Oh, shit. That's so organic. Organically. Wow. <clears throat> that might as well be a sunflower. Organic, fair trade, non-GMO. That's right. Vegan. For all Vegan. you hippies out there. Yeah. Um, my very first single, Yeah. Yeah. So this song is completely different than any song that I've ever, ever, ever released because I actually did the musical for this song. Like, I did everything for this song, from the vocals to the backup vocals to the recording of the background vocals to recording my friend Zach. Zach had been in bands with me my whole life, and I had recorded, like, literally amp with a microphone on a shoe so that it kind of held it in front of the amp, and then he played his guitar and... (laughs) 
Um, you know, and I mean, it's kind of late now, but I mean, even in the whole process, the producer of this whole whole album, Ben Leggett, yeah. really added pizzazz to it. Yeah, ben, yeah. He's, he's fantastic, and he was great to work with. He was supportive. Yeah. Um, but this song, I did everything and sent it to Ben. He had produced it and, and made it what it was. And I remember bringing it to Dana, and Dana was like, nope, we can't release this. There has to be something else put to it. And I was so pissed. I was ready to fucking scream at him. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, this album is, like, this single, my very first single this is, is painstaking. Com- is yeah. coming out yeah. in a week. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're getting them ready, you have to have it ready two weeks in advance before you can actually release it. Yeah. So we were past that. And, uh... It wasn't until after he added the synthesizers to it that I was like, oh, I see the vision now. And it became what it was. And then when we released it, it was so much more than what it was because of of Dana. And that's when I knew that he and I were going to be a great team was because of what it had become of that. He also didn't obviously back down when you said, no, we're not. And he's like, fuck you. No. And a lot of people do back down because I can be very forceful at times. So a lot of people do back down. and just I Jesus Christ. Why do you keep bringing him into this? I don't know why you keep it, doing It's this. what I was thinking when I had sex think with of, me. When I think of you sleeping together. <laughs> I'm so glad that I make yeah. straight men wet too. <laughs> <laughs> well, talent. you said you had to be forceful, well, so I don't know how wet you made me, but anyway. Um, that's for me to know and for nobody else to find out unless made well. I'm single, so. Yeah. Everyone, just so you know. Preferably rich, please. There you go. And, over and in the 40s. Yeah, and over 40s. 25. Maybe 30, because by 30, you still have your shit not put together either, because that's... I hear you. (laughs) 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 Oh, the secrets that are coming out that everybody who knows me is going to hear. Yeah. So, speaking of which... One in a million. One in a million.
One in a million, everybody. <laughs> nice. And I do need to address that there's a couple people on this uh, on this track that I forgot to talk about, too. Um, actually, backup vocals were done by James Palmer, who is also a band member of mine who plays fantastic piano, and he can play guitar, and he sounds... Like, he is... He's an all-around great musician, that one. Excellent. Um, but the idea of this whole project in this album was to, to work with people. I, I reached out to every single person that I had mm. ever been in bands with to see if they were interested in working on this album. And people who said yes were on it, and people who said no, well, Fuck done them. deal. I'd yeah. never talk to them again. Well, I, I would talk to them again, but I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold out the olive branch because no. I'm over it. And they're clearly not. Another religious reference. Yep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> now, let's talk about... At one point, I was... Uh, at one point, I was almost seeing an Adam and a Steve at the same time. Because they were both interested in me at the same time, so I thought that was really funny. Funny analogy. <laughs> now, let's talk about three names that did not originate in the Middle East. Adam... Eve and Steve. <laughs> so, All of them together, though, maybe. 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 Ooh, with three sons. Adam and Eve Steve. That's right. That would be the shittiest Adam name ever. Hakeem, Adam and Eve Steve. Listen, Andy made a comment the other night that, like, way topped my. Stomatomy. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to meet this Andy guy. I've never met you him. Probably, I think you met Andy. No, I don't think I uh, have. Maybe not. <laughs> That's very quick. No, you meant it. No, no, maybe not. No, maybe not. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so one in a million this is, so this is your always first and he always has to fucking take that out afterwards uh-huh. that's yeah I do and yeah. you do yeah. this podcast um, is brought to you by uh, Rob Peek with all his claps <laughs> <laughs> and Marla with her, and Marla with her laugh the me picking the mic with my last. Oh, so many people in Europe have the clap. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either, to be honest with you. One of the only tests you don't have to study for. Sorry, what were you saying? I, I was just going to talk about your song. You know what? I, mean, I don't. We're going to get serious. Oh, we were. Well, I don't have to get serious, but I can talk. I, I can talk about the song without getting serious. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll get serious with you. All right, let's go. Oh, you meant it in a different way. I was talking. I thought you meant about. Well, you're the one leading this thing, so I'm just kind of following with it. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to get serious about the music. You meant serious with me personally. We can do both. I thought we. I thought we'd been there. I thought you were over it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd had the tour, and you're like, "That's it." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice to dabble in it a second time just to see if you like it the first time. You know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you did cry a lot. Well, I mean, you were forceful. Well, there were those chains. Oh my god! <laughs> so oh, hair. Who, <laughs> so who played the? Who did the guitar work on this? Thing? So Zach. Okay. My, yeah, my friend Zach did the guitar work on this, and uh, then, like I said, James did the. Uh, actually, I think we're gonna the next song that we're talking about. You're gonna hear the full capacity of what James can do because he played piano on that on the next track, and uh, um, God. You know, James and Zach were there through some of the shittiest times of my life. And, uh... It's cool, they stuck by him. I was going to say, they stuck know, through. After, so. after ten years, like, James came into the picture about six or seven years ago, but Zach's been there my whole life. I've known Zach forever. And, uh, he's one of my best friends, you know, and he's gone off and got married and has a, has a kid and another kid on the way, and... 
you know, we very rarely keep in contact because we're so busy. I'm busy with with my music and he's busy with his life. But, you know, mm. we still come together. And I think if I was to message him and say, hey, be on the second album, I'm sure he would do it. Because yes. that's just how we've been. Um, so it was, it was an honor for me to be able to release a single as a solo artist with them two on the track. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, very cool. It was a very cool thing. Because that, that was the whole point of, of the whole music was... You know, I'm going to do this. This album is going to be about me. It's going to be about my music. Mm. But those people who are working on the album with me, as I grow in my popularity, they're all going to grow in theirs as well. And as I grow as a musician, they're all going to grow with me. And that was my whole idea of the album. Mm-hmm. And it's worked so far. There you go. I think. Uh, and how did you get connected with uh, Ben Leggett then for, uh, for production purposes? You know, I don't even... I think Ben and I had known each other from years ago when I was in a band. And oh. he was just going to the shows, you know. I was in a pop band and we were performing with metal bands. And it was... Uh, you I know, remember those days. Yeah, and we did a couple shows and um, we shot a music video. And I really don't know how Ben and I got in contact. We just... We did, somehow. It just happened. And, uh, you know, it was, it was an opportunity that I had to finally work with him. It was an opportunity for us both to work together. And I think... Um, you know, I would I would do it again. I really enjoyed working with Ben. It was nice sitting with him. He was great to talk to. He was great to throw ideas at. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't get annoyed when I was like, no, this is still not working. Like, for the love of shit, take the oven tune off my voice. I sound like Cher. Like, <laughs> we, 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 had a, we had a good uh, good working relationship in that sense. That's fantastic. And I think it was new for him because he didn't really, he hasn't really not to my knowledge, produce many pop stars, like pop mm. music. No, not, not in North Bay. You are definitive in North Bay. Which is weird for me. I, well, I, I never yeah, would have thought that. This of. is a, not a metropolitan area. No. Yeah. And, no. Uh, no, I mean, when I... I was talking to Mitch Melange actually, about it the other day. Um, and what you play and how you perform is so not North Bay. Is that a good thing? Well, it is in the sense that it's it is in the sense that you could go further than North Bay because there is a, there is a demographic out there that would be into it, right? I, hockey town, North Bay, maybe not so much, but you know what? I mean, with that said, though, it's, it's yeah. been it, with that said. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I yeah. feel like there's there's bigger things in North Bay, but. Um, North Bay has been huge, hugely supportive. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like I can't, I can't complain about North Bay. I will always come back to North Bay. Like there will be a time where I will be on tour and I'll come back to North Bay and do a show because that's my home roots and stuff like that. But no, I mean, you're, you're right. It's, it's, it, North Bay is very much so a hockey town mixed with heavy metal and Mm -hmm. the occasional country star. Um, so it's, it's cool. It's cool to set the pave that way. It's a really cool feeling to be able to do you, that. It is very different. Like it's, yeah. it's. I really, I find you take a lot of chances. It's really kind of cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, one one uh, artist I want to compare you to, or at least so there's a. Um, well, you heard I think the the latter half of this guy at open mic uh, last week. There was a guy yeah, the rapper, named Morgan yeah. who oh, yeah. who is a fucking kick-ass rapper and um he's so he's only been in north bay for two weeks yeah he, he works as a financial advisor what which makes yeah. me smile so, so fucking much. 55 financial advisor yeah. yeah 
It's yeah. wonderful. And you rapped at an open mic the other this night in North so Bay, Ontario. He actually just released, uh, so Mr. Freeze, the song that we were yeah. talking about. Track. He just released oh, that, that, that single. Song. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. I love wonderful. that one. So I will. I've gone um, from Batman to Mr. Freeze. Freeze. I was like, he was saying that, and I was like, this song is fucking. Yeah, it was great. Wicked. This is That's, the shit. I would love to I meet love him. This. So Next Money Thursday. Mo is his Money stage Mo. Name. Shout out to Money Mo. This guy's amazing. Next Thursday. So next Thursday, and he's going to be there. Well, I might have to go just to meet him. Yeah. Do it. He's fantastic. So it, just in terms of uh, music that uh, you wouldn't expect. In North Bay, yeah, absolutely. He fucking floored me. He got up, he's like, "Oh yeah, so I'm gonna do some hip hop." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're gonna do some hip hop." Yeah. And then he comes to Mike, and we're all just like, "Yeah, oh my yeah. god!" And, and other people in the Fox were like turning around, going, "What?" It's the it's fuck? the most pumping that yeah. the Fox has been in quite yeah, some time. I was sitting That's there like so cool, losing man. my mind. I was, I like, was this laughing guy my so ass good. off more so this because guy is so good. You have gotten in trouble. For just simply saying things like, uh, shit. Well, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. And he's up there going, nigga, motherfucker, fucking fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy he's shit. Just, like, yeah. dropping yeah. N bombs left and right. <laughs> it was just yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was great, though. That's very yeah. cool. I would like to meet him. He was him. really good. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Guy. Very cool. So, yeah. Um, so, do you remember the name of the last track we're going to cover? Do you remember? I know, yes. Oh, you were making a joke. <laughs> oh, Anthony, that was cute. Thanks. I, I got what you were doing you, there. You, you Actually, this song is probably the hardest song I've ever had to record in my life. Is it going to be the hardest to listen to as well? Oh, uh, you know what? I No, because huh. it, it's kind of like those other songs on the album where so I, I, I don't feel that way anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this song, I had I had written this song, and I will go into detail in this mm-hmm. one. I had written this song. Two days after the divorce, oh, like shit. two days after, I was sitting at the piano and I was crying, and I wrote this song, and then I had released the video. When I released the video, mm-hmm. that went viral, and you know he had contacted me to say, "Hey, I hear that you've gone viral," and uh, you know I said, "Yeah," and then I said, "Well, I wrote this song. Do you want to hear it?" And I sent it to him, and he never really supported my music. There was never a time in, in my life, in my career, in my relationship where. You know, he ever told me that I was hot. He ever told me that I was good at music or that I, I pulled it off. You know, I we did a show. We did a show one night. I had rehearsed for weeks to do this one show. And literally through, halfway through the first song, he pieced out, went outside and got stoned and thought that I didn't notice that he wasn't there throughout the whole set. Um, wow. So I had, re- I had recorded this song. And uh, I remember sending it to him and he, his response to it, the last words we ever said to each other, ever, 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 was it sounds like Adele's kind of sappy. And that was the last thing we ever said to each other. Wow, I thought Jeez. that was going to end slightly different with no. him actually giving slightly some bit of a fuck. No, wow. that, no, that was, that was it. There was, there was no fucks to be given and that was when I realized that, you know, there's nothing to work on here. And so... Mm. As, as much as it's a sad song, as much as I cry, and you know, and listening to it sometimes is like, oh, I get the feels, but um, it's a, it's a different feels now. It's not the it's not the sad feels that I would have gotten. So yeah. it's probably more the retrospective. If only this had been different and this had been different, that more of that kind of stuff. That well, and that's what it was at the time when I wrote it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can really tell in the lyrics that this is a this is a person who. 
is at rock bottom and uh, what comes next you don't know but I know and that's all that matters right and people now. are going to know soon with the new album and coming people out. are going to know in the new album yeah yeah alright well do you remember to admit it but it went so bad and I hate that we let it get so bad and even though my heart is torn and I don't see your face anymore I distance feels so cold but I think it's for the best cause our love grew old let's face it it is all so true that you and I were better to let go
That's Do You Remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it. So it wasn't yes. a blackout night then, after all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember when you, you played that for me, and I, it was I just after I was separated, and I, like those words, they hit. And you know what initiated this song was, and, and and Rob, you know this, and I've said this, I've said this before, uh, you know, the day, the day that everything went down, <clears throat> um, the day that everything went down and the, the whole relationship fell apart and, and he left, I had to stay at my sister's house for a week because I couldn't be in my house because after four years of being in a relationship with somebody in your house, it's kind of hard to be there. So I had to go, I stayed at my sister's house for a week, and when I finally got home, I was emptying out all the drawers of all the Valentine's Day cards, all the birthday cards, and I opened one of the fucking birthday cards that said, you know, um, I love you, babe, here's to another 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, clearly it was over. So there wasn't going to be 50 years, there wasn't going to be anything, so it inspired me to write this song. I sat down at the piano and cried like a baby for hours and you know I thought I was over it when I was recording the song but literally this song I had to take lyric for lyric I couldn't just record the song I had to do like word for word pretty much and then mm-hmm. put it all together because I was crying so much and it, and it wasn't because I was sad that he was gone or anything like that you know there, there's a certain point in your life where you um, you empathize with yourself so now, if I listen to the song, I don't cry because I'm I'm sad or I'm sad because of the breakdown in the relationship. I'm quite happy without him. But it's it's the you kind of empathize with yourself. I know what I was feeling in that moment. Uh-huh. You know, I, I remember where I was at, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a dark place. It was awful. I don't really, you know. I've read um, that we don't we don't forever grieve. Uh, the loss of the person, but we grieve the loss of the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I want nothing yeah. more in this life than to find somebody and right. settle down and have yeah. a family and have kids and, you know, have my kids go on tour with me and see me on stage and be like, yeah, that's my dad. I would love mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, that dream kind of went out the window with that. But... You know, you realize that the dream will come back eventually one day. It's mm-hmm. just I'm following my other dreams right now. And in order for me to be where I'm at today, I had to get rid of that baggage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm quite happy right now. We're talking about how it affected you when you were recording it. You yeah. can hear when, so when the, towards the end, where the music pulls and it's yeah. just the piano and just yeah. your voice and you come back down. Like you can hear, it's not a break in your voice, but you can hear like the... Like yeah. the, I fuck I'm about to start bawling part of your voice yeah. like that mm-hmm. it's like you really get the emotion anyway in that moment and it's just like it's fuck it's like, mm-hmm. it's like it's all good it's just uh, it, and it's and it's big but that like one moment is like the most vulnerable part and it just happens to be exactly where all the music is pulled out of it and it's like totally yeah. stripped down and it's just like there's nothing there to protect you and you're just like <sighs> and it's awesome Thank you. No, that, moment. that moment is fantastic. Yeah. And you know, I, I tried re-recording that part over and over. Why? And, no, well, it's gorgeous. Well, because, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're releasing an album, you want it to be perfect. You're like, that needs to be pitch perfect and fuck yes. that. Like, and, then, and then there just came a time where I was like, you know what? 
who am I without my vulnerability? That's who I am. I've always been a vulnerable person. I've always mm. worn my heart on my sleeve. I've always told everything to everybody because then there's no secrets and I can't be, you know, I can't be held accountable for something that I've already fucking said. No. You can't use it against me or blackmail You're here! Right. <laughs> you can't blackmail me if I've already said it. Yeah. So, I mean, I just left it and that's what it was. No, it's great. Um, it's usually the, the song because it's, it's the second last song on the album hmm. and it's usually the song that people get to and it, the whole room goes silent. Like hmm. after the song is over, everybody's silent. And I never know how to take that because I'm like, why is everybody so silent? Because you've all had it, you've all experienced but, it. And I've already had time to process it already. Like, right, I've had time to process yeah. the song because I've heard it so many times. But to, when people hear it for the first mm -hmm. time, it's interesting to see their reactions. Yeah, it's, um, well, that was similar when I played um, State of Grace for you the first time there. And, like, yeah. I played through it and I was already. You know, really, when you write a song, you're already there. You've done yeah. it. You've played it. It's like, hey, here's the yeah. thing. And you were just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a sap. <laughs> no, I know. No, but you know what? No, but to be totally honest, like, so maybe, maybe so, but I'd like to say you're in tune uh, mm -hmm. more. And you're one of the best audiences to have when introducing new music, I think. Because, first of all, if you felt it, I can tell on your face that you felt it <laughs> before you say anything, which is amazing. And then if you didn't like it, you're going to tell me straight up what it is you didn't like about it. And that's fantastic. So it's wonderful to have a friend. That is why that, I uh, am now a guest host. That's, no, that's exactly it. And, and it's awesome to have Andy here as well because he's just like, well, f sure, okay, cool. But um, when are you going to do something that hasn't been done a million times, yeah. right? And he doesn't, he's no qualms with saying that. Like, it's he's there and this is what's happening this is what i think about it and it's great uh because well he even asked he's like so how do we you know do we do we walk around this bit to be we don't have to be nice and it was like no you stay whatever it was you want, that man. first night because he thought he talked before the rest of us did yeah <laughs> no it's wonderful i don't care like the only reason why i bring in the segment again after yeah. after the music's done playing is one because i'm the one who's hit record so in case no one's actually looking to see if it's recording and bring everyone back in, but also yeah. typically everyone's just like, "Do do we say anything? Do we say anything? Doesn't matter." Starts. Andy sees me hit that button, and he's like, "So look, so anyway." Uh, <laughs> oh, for Jesus' sakes! There he is again. I feel like I need to meet this Andy. Yeah. He's great. Well, I mean, he'll. Uh, I assume he'll be back for oh, for shit. future it's episodes. Oh shit! Did the other night, maybe? Oh, maybe not. No, it's not. What's that? I thought it had shifted. Oh, well, yeah, when the line hits there, it'll, it'll yeah. shift 40, and so you see the next We're bit that's coming. But, but you are, this is, so, not, not only is this the, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're on it. Not, <laughs> not well, only. Gens over here likes to hear himself talk. But not only are you the first uh, special guest uh, who we're interviewing while, while reviewing the music, you're also the first to run almost two hours uh, on a podcast. I think well, the longest we've done the is, of gab. is 115 or maybe 120, maybe really? 120. It's different, though, because but, you're able to, to well, talk about exactly. every song. Yeah, we get yeah, in-depth to it. Yeah, it's the most songs we've done on yeah. a podcast. Yeah, it's the most songs we've covered on a podcast, uh, which we just did keep adding at a certain point. We're like, well, fuck it, let's do this one, too. Well, we may as well do this one. We may as well. And, we, which is are wonderful. We, are we playing the teaser for the next song? We are certainly playing yes, the teaser. Yes, yeah. I, yes, I will do that. Uh, not, not rushing you. I just think, you know, like, it's it that that's well, my baby right yeah now. well that's the thing and I was, so, so I was gonna once I 
gone off uh, uh, gushing about how Listen long this has taken. Well, no, I know. Well, that's the thing. The music. That's the thing. So I was going to bring it back to so. This is your last album, uh, self-titled Mackenzie Drive. Mackenzie correct? Drive, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, just, I'm just laughing. So now, so now you're working on your second album. Uh, working title is. Uh... You know, I I ha- I am playing with a couple, couple, oh. couple, um, couple. We'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. Okay. We'll leave Perfect. It, we'll leave it's it called. We'll leave it alone. We'll leave it you alone. You know, I, I definitely... Um, In fact, that's a great fucking title. It is a great title. I'm yeah. taking it now. Just, though, so. just think of caution tape and danger tape as a costume. And, yeah. Perfect. Caution and that, and, tape is a guy. Ooh, and that's yeah. all, right? That's all. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That'll be an interesting photo shoot with a parrot <laughs> on your shoulder and nothing but caution <laughs> tape <laughs> around you. Fantastic. Well, it. so let's give a listen to the teaser. The song is called Trouble. That's useful. That that's useful, yeah. Don't fight the hand of the one who feeds you gonna get yourself in trouble. Don't fight the hand of the one who feeds you gonna get yourself in trouble. Don't fight the hand of the one who feeds you gonna get yourself in trouble. saying a bit of cabaret and it's just cabaret putting on the ritz like the yeah. the song has that feel to it too right the, yeah like uh what's that what's that other one uh um constantinople you know the one oh the, dun, yeah yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah um yeah so, so musically video wise i got Oh, video-wise, I got oh, no, uh, Cabaret. I got Clockwork Orange. Orange. Exactly. <laughs> Clockwork I got, Orange. I got Alex right totally. in there. That's what totally. I saw. Totally, yeah. yeah. Uh, link, link below to the to the teaser video. Check that out so you understand what the fuck it is we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. When did we start hitting record? I'll cut out the stuff about Thank the you. previous story. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. just realized, oh, fuck. I didn't know we were recording. Especially when you said we went back to the reserve. We kind of gave away the whole fucking story. Yeah. yeah. So, don't worry. I, I got you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the song's called Trouble, and it was, it was, you know, it's been a, it's been a journey to record this song, um, because it's a whole new sound for me, things that I, you know, and when you hear the rest of the song, it's very much so me f- poking fun at myself, and uh, war- like, the, the chorus is emphasizing the fact that it's kind of a warning song to anybody who wants to try and come into my life. because I'm not exactly as prim and proper and as nice as people think I am. You're a pretty pair. I'm like a porcupine. You you push me into the corner, you back me up, or you try to hurt me, and I'm going to destroy you. You know, you try to... You try to belittle me and make me feel like I'm a piece of shit compared to you, and I will destroy you. And it's kind of like... it's, It's poking fun, but it's also a bit serious and a bit... The title of the album, my friends... Is either porcupine or cobra. What I would do is I would I would go with badger because badgers are fucking Honey badger. scary fucking because you're sweet badger, but you don't give a shit. Badger, 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 yeah. badger, badger, badger. <laughs> oh goodness! Throw back like, to the start. That's why I was thinking. I was uh, I was thinking badgers and how freaking ferocious they are. Well, yeah. and that's, you know, I take pride in being a nice person and being empathetic right. and being able to counsel people and work with people. I take pride in that. That's who I am. I'm just, you know, I'm a caring, naturing person. But you fuck with me and I'll flatten you. 
Because everything that you tell me over the years that are all those things that make me a good counselor, I will use against you when you try to hurt me. And uh, so that's what this is about. Listen up, kids. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Don't date Mackenzie. Caution Tyler. tape right there. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've already heard some testimonials about some incidences with Mackenzie Drive this evening. So as you know, he's a little forceful and... Uh, it doesn't matter how wet you are. But you would never and, uh, think of it, because I look like a woman in real life. So people just think that I'm a woman, but they, they have other fucking things coming to them. Or in them. Or in them. <laughs> right. I do think it's cool that I'm in the presence of two of the men with the coolest fucking hair Actually, in North Bay. Do you know oh. how I met Anthony? At a so, hair show? Well, no, because I, <laughs> I, I had added Dana to Facebook, and I yeah. had added... Um, Everybody who was on Zestrazzi, I added a whole bunch of them to Facebook because I was like, I just wanted to make friends. I just wanted to get to know people because mm-hmm. I was so secluded with the four years of hell. And uh, I remember saying to Dana, I was like, so who is the guy who is the main character in the play? And Dana was like, oh, that, that's Anthony LeClaire. And I was like, he kind of looks like a hot Jesus. Yeah, he does. He does. Like, he, he does. Like, uh, yeah. like a... Oh, like a blessing. Blessing. Sexy... And by hot Jesus, Jesus you mean I like agree. hot Italian shaped Jesus of the picturesque, like like, right. like like if he was white. Yes, if he was white. If Jesus was white, with yeah. long hair and a beard <laughs> and, yeah. and, and blue there, eyes. Isn't there a, what's the what's the movie where they're the trying to make a musical? <laughs> no, 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 Jesus no. Christ, oh, they're trying to make a musical. It's about like it's like. Jesus of Montreal? No, they have a song called Rock Me Sexy Jesus. Oh. And there's a movie, I can't remember what I it's called. I definitely sang that that one. Called. Called. Does it go to the tune of Rock Me Out Davis? No. Rock Me Sexy Jesus? No, it's like, Rock Me Sexy Jesus. Rock Me Sexy Jesus. And I can't remember I feel like what I've movie heard, it is. I feel now. like I've heard that On before. On Easter Sunday, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is this, what is this movie? Falco <laughs> doing the thing. The Romans stuck a spear in his side. But amazing. Oh yeah, I, and I put my foot in my mouth every once in a while because Dana thought it was the fucking funniest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Clare, hot Jesus, and I'm pretty sure he told you. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's Anthony's next album, Hot Jesus. Hot Jesus. Hot Jesus. And now it's sexy Jesus. Yes. It's uh. So that being said, check out Mackenzie Drive, uh, self-titled album. And uh, stay tuned for upcoming album. Uh, Honey Badger. TBD. Honey Badger, perhaps. Um, you know what? I think Dana's convinced that the he calls it Janky Jekyll. That's not what the album is going to be called <laughs> or the single is going to be called. It is not going to be Janky Jekyll, but he's very convinced on everything is Janky Jekyll. That's probably going to be that. So we'll, it call, it, we'll call it uh, Janky. Perfect. Well, then, uh, thank, thanks so much for... For popping by and sitting with us through this and reviewing some stuff with us that uh, wasn't your music as well. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. I love how you went from like the jokey voice to the sexy voice. Oh, that's just the way I speak. We're gonna have a conversation. Swept media get swept up in today's independent music. Right now? Yeah, yeah. If oh. we're if we're gonna do well, uh, you don't want to do thank yous on the mic. Is that... Oh no, I'm totally fine with that. I or just, just... what?
I don't know, you're like, is this where we do the thank yous? I was like, what are we doing? Well, just because it was at the end. It was the end of the thing, and the, the, the last oh, yeah, yeah. thing yeah. came on, and you were like, two hours. And I was like, oh, is this where we do, like, the kiss and make up on the microphone? No, see, the problem is, with these podcasts, is it just kind of ends. We never really know exactly <laughs> where it You know what? But, so Malcolm thinks this thing needs to change, but I think that's going to be a staple of this that's specific our, podcast. That's our charm. Because we, we have the definitive opening, and then we're just like, yeah, so anyway, that's the thing. And so the uh, next check, one check this shit out. right after. And we're just like, check this shit out, and blah, blah, blah. And then we do have the outro as well. And then after that, there are typically bloopers of some sort, things that are funny. Oh, fun. And then if anyone listens beyond the outro, if they don't, well, then they can fuck themselves because they didn't pay <laughs> enough attention. So, is, is the way I feel. Uh, <laughs> he may it? look like Jesus. <laughs> hey, Jesus Rob, said. Rob, Jesus Rob, said he came Jesus. here with a sword. So. Hey, you know what? I, and he did wreck the temple. Yeah. Well, he flipped those tables like no man's business. Well, and just before going on stage, we were there. We yeah. were all we were all backstage getting ready to go on well, the drag show, and Jason, um, one of the guys. Um, tour manager dude had had said to me so so we need to have a ritual before you go on stage and i was like you're asking the wrong person to come up with a ritual because i'm not going to stand in a circle and pray so he was like (laughs) he was like so what do you want to do and i was like we're going to stand in a circle and pray so we all held hands and the whole room went quiet just before we went on stage and they were making announcements so we were in the back room and i was like jesus once said suck my dick and i did and now we're here you're welcome let's go (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic! If that's if that's, that's not a way to leave an episode, I don't know what it is. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Jesus once said so. <laughs> Jesus once. So that's Mackenzie Drive, everyone. Um, so check out. Oh my God! You're not putting that on there, are you? <laughs> In the bloopers, maybe. Uh, unless you don't want me to put I it on care. there. See, there it is. So yeah, I don't care. Unless your family system. Oh, I've told this to my family many times. Okay, it's funny though. <laughs> my mother knows. My mother says to me as I'm doing a photo shoot, can you please make sure you're wearing underwear? <laughs> <laughs> like, just... what, what costumes are you going to wear for this album, Clifford? I hope you're wearing clothes. <laughs> they just don't know that he... Uh... It's awesome, they love you. No. So, that being said, <laughs> it's just going to be like a guitar they sound. They don't know that there. I had sex with you, Anthony, and they don't know that I had sex with Rob, too. Well, they know Poor now. Marlo over there is just the victim of not having sex with me yet. Well, she knows my history, so it's no surprise to her. Um, the night is young. <laughs> and we're still recording. I'm going home. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I gotta go, too. <laughs>